This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook, and at trevorjamesflutes.com. everyone and welcome to another episode of Talking Flutes. For those of you who haven't tuned in before, I'm Claire Southworth. Now I don't know how all of you listen to podcasts, but I find it difficult to concentrate if I'm doing something else, yet I know many people multitask. My daughter listens to pods whilst commuting or cooking, going about her daily life with a podcast as a backing track. This got me to thinking a lot about Talking Flutes and its content. What should I cover? What to say? What not to say? Worrying about whether it's relevant, useful, inspiring, motivational or just okay. And those thoughts led me to think about self-belief and its polar opposite self-doubt. In my head, there seems to be a great deal that I can talk about in relation to self-doubt, but not so much about self-belief. But having had a long career, I can safely say that I'm an expert in both. State of mind is obviously an important factor. I thrive on positive thoughts and a positive mindset. Often listening to an uplifting piece of music is all that's needed. So with that thought in mind, let's have a listen. That was Purcell's Hornpipe. Short, simple, fun, lively, bright, inspiring. A perfect way to help positivity. Self-belief is a state of mind where you have the confidence in your own abilities. It also enables you to act positively, move forwards and helps you forget any insecurity that you might have. We can all learn self-belief. Problem with life as we get older is that it also teaches us to doubt our abilities. And these negative thoughts invade our heads like unwelcome guests that you can't get rid of. Thoughts such as, I can't do this, I can't learn this, I'm not good enough, I'm not getting any better, there are so many people better than me, I'll never be successful, I'll never get a job. The list goes on and on. The strange thing is, if you do want to progress and achieve, one of the first things that you need to do is to stop telling yourself that you can't or stop thinking about all the other players that are better than you. It's a fact of life that there will always be players much better than you and also many players much worse. 
don't waste your precious time thinking about them. Concentrate on your own path and your own journey. When you have self-belief, problems do not seem as large. Your thinking is clearer. Your approach is clearer. You can make mistakes and you're able to see them as such and move on. This clear thinking promotes your creativity, whereas self-doubt stifles it. Young players don't tend to struggle with doubt. They haven't developed that type of thinking. Situations that might fill an adult player with doubt don't affect the younger ones. Maybe we need to think back to our early stages of learning and try and recreate that state of not worrying about outcomes. Easy to say, I know, but hard to do. Now we all experience self-belief and doubt, but it's learning how to deal with it that's important for our continued development and positive state of mind. Occasionally, self-doubt can be a good thing because if we have recognized that something isn't quite right, and so then we will ask ourselves the pertinent questions to help us improve. Being unaware of problems or level of ability can be detrimental as much as self-doubt. It's finding the right balance for all of us. So what can we do on a practical level? I'm a great believer in visualization. Before a concert, I use visualization in my practice. I imagine I'm warming up, walking on the stage, tuning up, introducing myself to the audience and then performing. This gets me into the right mindset. And then when I'm in the reality of the concert, it feels comfortable, recognizable. I've practiced the process or routine and I keep my routine. So routine is key to successful performance. Write down a list of your strengths and what you do well. Ignore any negative thoughts. Control your inner voice. Talk to yourself about positives. Remember the positive comments from teachers, family and friends. Be prepared. By that I'm talking about practice. Anything you can't play in practice will not miraculously be playable in a performance. Beware in your practice of all the things you do well. It could be a varied tone, clean technique, clear articulation, controlled breathing, or a beautiful phrase. Don't forget all that you do well. Performance is transient. By that I mean it's not permanent. It lasts for a short time. If something doesn't go well in one performance, it doesn't follow that it will happen again. Give yourself praise and enjoy your accomplishments. Listen to inspiring performers or pieces that inspire you. Not necessarily a bright and sparkly piece like the Purcell we listen to. It could be a calming reflective piece. With that thought in mind, let's have a listen.
That was Gordon Jacobs' Cradle Song. Calming, soothing and relaxing. Now I also like to read inspirational quotes to boost self-belief or self-worth. Here are a few of my favourites. Live the life of your dreams. When you start living the life of your dreams, there will always be obstacles, doubters, mistakes and setbacks along the way. But with hard work, perseverance and self-belief, there is no limit to what you can achieve. That was Roy Bennett, The Light in the Heart. Believe it can be done. When you believe something can be done, really believe, your mind will find the ways to do it. Believing a solution paves the way to solution. And that was David Swartz from The Magic of Thinking Big. Dare to dream. If you did not have the capability to make your wildest wishes come true, your mind would not have the capacity to conjure such ideas in the first place. There is no limitation on what you can potentially achieve, except for the limitation you choose to impose on your own imagination. What you believe to be possible will always come to pass, to the extent that you deem it possible. It really is as simple as that. That was Anton St. Martin. If you think you can, then you can. Do not invest time and money into yourself to have others completely destroy it. Both of those were by Stephen Richards. And finally, he licked his lips. Well, if you want my opinion, I don't, she said. I have my own. And that was Toni Morrison from Beloved. Now, I also have some interesting thoughts from Dr. Joe on coping mechanisms to help with self-doubt. Let's have a listen to him. So I've been asked to talk a little bit on the topic of self-doubt. Now, this is a really broad-ranging topic and probably one which uh, I would hope everyone listening to can relate to. And I think this the subject of self-doubt, which can probably be really nicely formulated also into performance anxiety, is something that not just professional performers, but everyone will come across uh, as part of their day-to-day life. There's a reason that I bring up performance anxiety or anxiety in general uh, as a way of thinking about uh, self-doubt, and that's because of the two main components of what makes up anxiety. Now, I imagine uh, a lot of people listening will have a formulation in their own minds uh, of what anxiety means to them, whether that's in a more generic sense, like uh, worry or doubt, as mentioned before, or in a more specific context, uh, like an example that you might think of, of a recent moment where you had doubt or anxiety about an event or maybe even a performance or even a social interaction that you've had recently. So the two components of anxiety are one, that something is going to go badly or that there is going to be a negative event at some point in your future and two, and this is the key component, that you won't be able to cope with it. Now that second component is key because we might all think Uh, that bad things might happen, but if we're convinced that we're going to be able to manage this, that we're going to be able to weather that in a particular storm, then we're not going to have any anxiety. It is that second uh, component that we're not going to be able to manage uh, the impact of this negative event that we're sure is going to happen. That's what causes this anxiety, the the worry about what's going to happen, and even catastrophization, which is thinking about worse and worse things uh, that are going to happen as a result of this event. And I'm sure everyone that's listening can... have a memory of a moment where they've explored every single what-if or every single bad thing that can possibly go wrong uh, with a a big event that's coming up, whether that's a a professional performance or or even something relatively minor, like practicing or or even preparing a meal. 
Now, you can and many people have written entire books on the topic of coping with anxiety, social anxiety, performance anxiety, and the other variants of the topic. So obviously I'm not going to be able to go into huge volumes of depth about this here, uh, but what I would like to do is uh, go into a simple tool or a simple technique for trying to help minimise uh, that worry, that self-doubt uh, about an event or, or about a skill or a technique that you might be practising. None of the techniques for managing this are instant fixed under them a silver bullet. They do all require practice and a little bit of investment on, on your part to really get the most out of them and to really make them work. Uh, the one that I want to talk about is based around a really key concept in cognitive behavioural therapy uh, and that is best emphasised by the quote, don't trust me, test me. And what that means is that whenever you go and see uh, a psychologist or a psychotherapist or even a good friend uh, when you want to talk about your self-doubt or anxiety, they're going to tell you that, that things are going to be okay and things aren't as bad as, as they seem, although likely in a more eloquent way. But the key message of that advice and the key message of that support is going to be that your anxieties and that your worries are likely not representative of the reality of what's going to happen, that things aren't going to go as badly as you think that they are. And when I say, don't trust me, test me, what I mean by that is I want you to find a way of exploring uh, that anxiety so that you can see for yourself that things aren't going to go as badly as you have imagined that they will do. Now, if you listen to this with a specific uh, piece-related anxiety, you may be thinking, oh, well, my worry is that I won't be able to play this well on the night of my performance, on the night of my gig. And you may listen to this advice and think to yourself, well, what you're doing is you're, is you're telling me what I should do is just go to the gig, play it, and see that it'll be fine. And you may quite rightly think that that's quite useless advice. So if worry and if anxiety and that self-doubt is your main obstacle, then what we have to do is try and find a stepwise way to getting you to that point. So say, for example, your worry is that you won't be able to get this particular phrase or this very difficult piece uh, or this, this very difficult uh, few bars out on the night of your performance. Then what might be helpful is thinking about, OK, well, what's going to represent that but in a, a less pressured, less anxiety-inducing state? So the first step may well be playing that particular part of a piece and recording it and then playing it back to yourself so that the only audience that's going to be hearing you is is you uh, seeing how you you feel recording yourself seeing how you feel listening to yourself play and realizing that things are actually going going quite all right the next step that you might be is once you feel comfortable with that stage it's going to be playing to a small group of friends whether those are fellow performers fellow flutists or even family members and demonstrating to yourself that actually playing in front of a group or playing in front of an audience, things are all right. I can do this, I can get through this piece. And by creating that supportive environment, even if things do go wrong, even if you do slip up on a phrase or slip up on a bar, that you're able to manage this. So you're in an environment where you can cope and there isn't this catastrophic result. So going back to what we said earlier, that performance anxiety comes from two things. One, the worry that something bad is going to happen or that you're going to make a mistake. And two, that you're not going to be able to cope with it. So by putting yourself in these environments and putting yourself in these moments, you can see that A, things will quite likely go okay, that you will be able to perform at a level that you're comfortable with. And B, that even if something did go wrong, that you're able to cope with that. Now that's just a really rough and ready example in the short space of time that we have, but the principles that we've gone over are going to be useful to anybody that's listening. And those are threefold. One is understanding that that doubt and that anxiety comes from that twofold process of worrying that something bad is going to happen and also worrying that you're not going to be able to cope with that bad event. The second is reflecting and thinking to yourself, okay, what is my 
specific worry or what is even a specific worry uh, that I can I can think about where I can formulate it in the concept of what is this specific event that I'm worried will happen and why am I worried that I'm not going to be able to cope if it goes badly uh, and the third step is trying to think about that stepwise process of okay so here's where I am now and at the end point is that specific event how can I break that down into moments which reflect that worry but is in a sort of a stepwise safe environment so if the worry is performance uh, at a concert can I a perform to myself then perform to friends or family and then perform to a slightly larger group in a way that I can prove to myself that that worry that that anxiety is not founded in truth or is not representative of how things are really going to go. Now these tools are very generic, they're very broad and when we use them in clinical practice they're often incredibly personalised to the worry that's brought in. So if you're finding that you're struggling to apply this tool to your particular scenario please send in your questions and send in your thoughts to Talking Flutes and I'm going to try and respond to as many as I can the next time I'm on because if there is a worry that you have I guarantee you there will be other people listening that are going to have the same anxiety. And hopefully by solving that one will help many more people. Thanks very much for listening. Well, some very interesting thoughts from Dr. Joe. Hopefully those ideas, the earlier quotes and the practical ideas I've mentioned will help you all develop feelings of self-belief. That positive mindset will assist you not only achieve your goals, but also help your overall enjoyment of playing your flutes regardless of the difficulties or obstacles. Our email address for any comments or questions is flutepodcasts at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Claire Flute or at Flute. And we have our own Facebook page called Talking Flutes. So until next time, I wish you all success in creating more self-belief and positivity and hopefully banish that destructive self-doubt. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.